It's what we do, baby! This is Race Wars. Race Wars. I have the power! Yeah! How's it feel? With Kurt Metzger. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. And Sherrod Small. Settle down, bitch. Race Wars. Race Wars, back in the building, back in the house. Race Wars, back in the building, back in the house. Race Wars, back in the building. Race Wars, baby, we still here. We still doing it. We need it more now than ever. Right. Yeah, I predicted it. Race Wars, we've been here for six years doing this because we knew the explosion was coming. Remember when we predicted an actual race war and have a show about it? <laughs> yeah, I said, let's get ahead of the curve, head of the wave, and ride it in, ride it in the shore. <laughs> It's gonna be a fun show today. We got some talent in the house, goddammit. Yep. That's real talent. Uh, Carmen, you there? I'm here, I'm excited. Carmen Lynch, <laughs> Carmen Lynch in the house. Oh, I've never you... done your show before. That's ridiculous that you've really? never been on a show. I know, I know, it's so ridiculous. He's never asked me. I have asked you. Oh, maybe you have, you're right, maybe you Yes, are. I have. <laughs> well, it's good to have you on the show. See, people don't know this about Carmen, but she's Latino. But people don't know. I don't know. Spain isn't Latino, though. Oh, Spanish. There you go. There you go. Nothing's really Latino because, you know. I know. But yeah, Spain. So your parents from where in Spain? My mom is from this really, really tiny town called Tortosa. Oh, Tortosa. Oh, yeah, it's been time there, Tortosa. Yeah. <laughs> and it's right, I just say Barcelona because nobody, it's right near Barcelona. So. Right. Yeah. Now, did you go back? Have you been there and visited and saw family and shit? Oh, all the time, because my sister lives there. She married a, a Catalan man. Ooh, ah. And they have kids. So, And I do Spanish stand-up, so it's always an excuse to, like, dive into some Spanish jokes, you know? Now, do you, uh, do you perform? Uh, you perform, yeah, uh, in Spanish in L.A., too, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I have once, you? I think. Okay. Mostly, mostly New York and Spain. Okay, where in New York you do it? Uh, in Washington Heights, I started a show with uh, a comic named Brian Grassi, and we would just like try and do Spanish shows here and there. But yeah. drawing an audience in Spanish is is really hard. Drawing an audience in English is hard. <laughs> yes, the Spanish is probably even harder. Here comes Joey Gay coming in. Look at that photo. Look at that pose. Change. You, you, you hear me? Yes, sir. How about you? There you go. I'm good. Where's your camera? You got your camera on? No, I did. Ah, he's an old man. He don't know. You fucking got that right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You're sideways, but there you go. No. <laughs> Joey, are you falling down a flight of stairs? <laughs> no such luck. Hey, how are you, Carmen? Hi, Joey. Nice to see you. Now, how I you haven't seen Joey today in 10 years, at least. Nope. Last time we saw each other was on the train going home to Brooklyn right after you did the Late Late Show. Ah. Oh. You remember that, Carmen? No, I do. I do. I, don't know. I, I remember that. But I, I don't know where I was going or where, I mean, where I was coming. I think you were doing a set midtown because I got on uh, somewhere. I, I got on at West Fort. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Okay, good. Good. This got you guys reunited. Because somebody <laughs> smokes a lot of weed, I remember things. <laughs> Joey, how are you holding you know, up in all this quarantine? Yeah, well, try to explain that through modern science. <laughs> how are you holding, uh, up? I'm holding up? I'm holding up okay. Uh, you know, this is a crazy time, and uh, I'm an animal that is built for socialization and being out of the house. Yeah. So it's contrary to not only my nature, but what I enjoy. Yeah, you're a street cat, not a house cat. <laughs> Fucking right, yeah. I tell you what, though, the transition to house cat is working out well for me. I finished a film that um, I was, I finished a script I was writing that I started and stopped half a dozen times. I think that really the whole world had to stop for me to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way about reuniting with my father. Yeah, I need a corona. <laughs> 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 really Thank cool you, Pam. 
Are you guys excited for the vaccine? And <laughs> they say there's going to be a vaccine like pretty soon, like maybe in the fall. So are you guys like into it or do you kind of like secretly hope that this lasts for a while? No, I'm totally into it. I'm hoping for a vaccine. And I read some very hopeful things last night. I read a great deal. <laughs> yeah. I what you read? Tell us what you read. What month will we be? He saved. Well, one of the things that's going on that I read that makes perfect horse sense, which uh, makes me feel better, is every scientific mind in the world is trying to work on the same thing at the same time. Yeah. Uh, there is a biotech company that uh, just did their first round of testing. They tested uh, 45 people. And of those 45 people, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, something like 75%, it was uh, very helpful as a therapeutic. And now they're moving on to their second trial, which will have 300 people and 150 of them will receive a placebo. Mm -hmm. Now, who are these people? Are they from Tuskegee Institute? Because I ain't for that. <laughs> <laughs> they tricked well, us with that before, son of a bitch. Historically speaking, your culture has been at the front of the line with experiments, ain't that yeah. the truth? Thanks for remembering. Thank you. That's true. Well, I'm not the typical white guy, or at least I hope I'm not. <laughs> but you holding up all right? So uh, you've been in that. So have you been quarantining yourself from people? Have you been social distancing with you? I have been nuts about this. I was wearing a mask two weeks before everybody else. I don't get close ah. to anybody. It's That's because you dated that Asian way. girl. What's that? That's because you dated that Asian girl. <laughs> <laughs> But you've been wearing a mask for the longest. Have you tested positive? Do you get to get a test? I haven't gotten a test, but I've experienced no symptoms and stayed away from people uh, for a long time. I got sick with an ear infection right before this happened. Oh. And uh, so I was in the house about two weeks before the quarantine. And I just stayed there. Well, that's smart. That's smart to do, goddammit. I had a heart attack uh, a couple of years back that should have killed me. It happened in the oh, middle of a stress God. test at the hospital, and it's the only reason I lived. And Wait, even, yeah, yeah, I had a massive heart attack in the hospital during the stress test. And then they rolled me right in and put a stent in my heart. And they told me that even though I was there, they weren't sure why I lived. But if I wasn't there, that I would have definitely passed away. So I've been uh, extremely vigilant about staying away from people. And uh, I'm not fucking around with this. That's <laughs> That's my luck. I finally finished the script. Wait a second. Wait used to be lucky. Back to that because what did they do during the stress test that stressed you out so much that you had a heart attack? Yes, well, actual, they had actual health yeah. insurance. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you. <laughs> that wasn't it. I'll tell you that. Um, well, what they do in a stress test is they place you on a um, a treadmill. And then they hook up a whole bunch of leads that will monitor your heart. It's like an EKG while you're moving, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I had had a heart attack the day before knowing what I know now. But I, I didn't think it was a heart attack. It sat me down on Flatbush Avenue. I was painting an apartment. And I was walking with a couple of cans of paint. And it sat me down. I was like, ah, fuck. I got to go to the hospital for this. But I went and finished painting. Uh, and right after what? the... Yeah, right after the heart attack, I went into the donut plant and I had two donuts. I had uh, a tres leche and um, uh, what's the other one? A creme brulee donut. That were two of the finest things I've ever eaten in my life. I had a <laughs> cup of coffee and then I went back and I finished painting. So the next day when I went in and I had the stress test, I had the heart attack like right as, you know, I'm, I'm naked. I'm in the uh, emergency uh, or rather in the uh, operating room. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they went to cut my clothes and I was like, no, no, I stood up and took my clothes off and they all just like stopped moving and looked at me because they had coded me. They expected me to die. And I just looked at them and said, yesterday this happened. I had two donuts and a cup of coffee and I went back to work. And yeah. after that, it put them all at ease. <laughs> I, I think it's because God loves crazy people and they know that. I mean, God must love the shit out of you because not only were you in a hospital when it happened, you were in a hospital in America. Yes, <laughs> that's right. And, also, and it would have been a different issue. Yeah, if I was any place else in the world. Yeah. Any place else in the world other than a cardiac unit, I'd be gone. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's, that's a real near death experience. You know, uh, <laughs> I said this before. It's funny. Up until the time I was thirty, all I wanted to do was smoke, take drugs, chase women, do all that stuff. And you know, I, I've lived a, a very reckless life in some ways. And yeah. now I'm in the house hiding from a virus. Yeah, I, things come forward. Are you less reckless? Forget COVID. Are you just less reckless now? Oh, it's funny. Like, I, that I tell this to people all the time. I'm less and more reckless. And I'll tell you exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really, seriously. Like, there are some instances in which I say, all right, that's a sucker's bet. I don't want to do that. I, you know, I don't want to get involved in these certain type of drugs or whatever. But then there's the opposite, which is it is a reminder of the uh, finite nature of my consciousness. Yeah. So it makes me more reckless in ways that I'll take a chance that I might not have in the past for reward that isn't necessarily physical. Well, what? <laughs> like what well, kind I of spend all my time getting high and trying to get laid. Now I may double down on writing a script, right. reading a book, right. seeing somebody I might not otherwise. So it may not be reckless, but it is making me more willing to do things I might not otherwise. Right. Oh, that's a tough one. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I'm fine, by the way. I'm fine, by the way. It freaks everybody out. I am in good health. I'm going to see the doctor next Monday. And last year, I did a half marathon with a 40-pound pack. So I've recovered. Well, you want a And I, I didn't really consult the doctors either, which was dumb, right? Joey. Um, and I'm sure they'll tell me that when I tell them I'm doing it again. But um, I just kind of knew I was capable of it. I knew I was better. I knew I was well. I dropped a whole bunch of weight. I right. ate correctly. I, I conditioned myself. I didn't take it lightly. So. What and was that, one of the top would, things you have to give up that you uh, thought it would be hard, hardest to give up? Cigarettes. Mm. Ah, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you? Where did you have that 40-pound pack? On your back? Yes, correct. <laughs> was it a human child? Carry that in, in a half was of it a, a, a anchor baby? Because they do it every day. It ain't no big deal. They run with a baby on their back every day. It was not a baby, but maybe that's a way I could earn some other income while I'm doing this. I could, <laughs> I could babysit. Um, but yeah, it was a 40-pound pack, not a human. If there is a small 40-pound person who'd like to cheer me on, I'll put you in a backpack. We'll do it this year. I mean, I'm literally right here. <laughs> you can see me. <laughs> I love that. You're you're more than welcome. Some respect. Yeah, I'd love to actually since you asked. That sounds great. We should get working on the oh, design of the backpack immediately. I don't think it has to be that big. <laughs> I think a normal backpack is fine. We'll cut a couple of holes out for your legs. Yeah, that's literally all you have to do. Honestly, I would leave it holeless. And just make me work. <laughs> You've got to stay busy, though. You've got to stay busy during this quarantine. Carmen, have you been getting out and exercising or running, social running? Or? I've, been, uh, I've been biking. Yeah, I've been biking, too, yeah. Um, and I've been trying to meditate. It's hard, but it is hard. Oh, my God. I've been trying to meditate, too. And the book I'm reading tells you to meditate, like, commit to doing it 15 minutes a day. And it is fucking brutal. First of all, once the Adderall kicks in, you're like, <laughs> you're done. It ain't happening. All, 15 fucking minutes. You know what? I don't really have trouble like meditating, like taking a breath and connecting with it. Like any other time. <laughs> I can just do it anytime, except when I sit down to meditate. I literally want to stab myself in the head. Because it's like, it's like when people try to, it's like you just got to be active or you got, it's kind of like people try to set time to exercise and oh. always like, ah, oh, it's three o'clock again. Fuck shit. I <laughs> Fuck so shit. You gotta Fuck just incorporate it. it in your life somehow. Just sneak it in there somehow. Right? I know. Well, here's the thing. I can make a small commitment, right? Like, it was the same when I was trying to, like, work out. Like, I was such a gym person, and then COVID just, like, rocked my world. And I couldn't, like, I'm not going to work out for an hour at my house. I'm just not. Like, all the stuff I like is here. You know, like, the TV's right there. The couch is over here. Like, I'm just not going to do it. But I can do it for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 10 minutes I can is enough. for five minutes. 
that I can do that. Kind of. yeah. You need somebody uh, like a trainer or something if you're gonna do longer than five or ten minutes. Um, no, There's but I need to not be in my house. You know what I mean? Lot. What? Carmen. YouTube has a lot of videos. Carmen, your audio is so horrific. Whose audio is that? Really? Yeah, it, it's one of the worst things I've ever heard. Carmen, your sound. Okay. Carmen. It sounds you like you're in space. Yeah, it does sound like <laughs> You know, it's funny. I have trouble quieting my conscious mind. What about now? What about now? Oh, is that better? Much better. <laughs> is that better? Yes, yes. it sounds better. Yeah. Hey, Carmen, I want to I'm in the living room. You know what's so funny? Somebody on YouTube in the comments that I have to reply to was like, you know, oh my God, Carmen, it's- I still hear something. <laughs> what the fuck? My sign not your fault. It's not your fault. I leave? It's crazy. What no, is no, that no, 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 no. Carmen, don't leave. Don't leave. Oh. Stay. No. We need you. But what should we do? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody commented on YouTube. They were like, you know what? I give up. <laughs> and I was like, that person's a fucking stupid hater who doesn't know anything about audio, but. Wait, what is that extra sound though? There's some kind of feedback that is, because I hear my own voice. Maybe it's not me. Are you sure okay, it's not Everybody be quiet. Everybody quiet. Now you just talk. <laughs> is it my fault? <gasps> was I blaming Carmen? <gasps> it's you, Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> It was okay. you. Uh, I'm just gonna quietly back away. It's always, just like the last time when that sound wasn't, she couldn't hear me or something, and it was Karen then. I've had a feeling. It was, it was. It was in my settings, the, the, the volume wasn't on. <laughs> oh, Karen! You old Carmen, Carmen, I, I think I, I just yelled at you for no reason. Hold on, I'm out of focus. There we go, all right. It, it I is still hear something. <laughs> I hear it too. I hear something. My phone. <gasps> yeah, that's you, Karen. I know. Wait. Oh my God, listeners, I'm so sorry. Is this, is this what you signed up for? Was you got something else on? It sounds like it's feedback. No. Let me just go fuck myself real quick. Hold on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, white daughter. That's why they, when you got a white daughter, white daughter, she's a goddamn handful. Between me and my Break. dad, we are not doing well. <laughs> yeah, that's yours. How is that possible? It's the same thing I do every single week, and usually it's fine. Sounds like your room is a little bit acoustically hard. It is acoustically hard, but I've like made it work so far. Oh my god, this is like a nightmare. It's you. It's you. It's you, Karen. Wow. It sounds like there's an animal stuck in your laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Out of your laptop. <laughs> you say that, but like I didn't think the animal was a big deal. I thought it could just have it there. And it turns out it's making problems. Um, you may have to log off and log back on. But I'm the host of this, so it's gonna log all of us on. Let me try something. Will it really? Yeah. I, I thought somebody else just becomes the host when somebody leaves. Oh, no, I think it all shuts down when you leave. Oh my God. I don't, I'm not sure. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, but if, every time you talk, when you finish, it's something getting chased. Something's like, it's not <laughs> yeah. Like you're also talking to dolphins. <laughs> I kill myself? Like, what should I do? <laughs> That's awful. Just, you got to be quiet. <laughs> you're quiet for the rest of the show. Mute yourself. <laughs> oh. Keep it on mute until you got something to say, then unmute it. Ah, uh, you are punished. Are you no sign? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're calling from a fishbowl. <laughs> I'm going to shit out of it. <laughs> you talk to you. Oh my God, everyone's gonna turn this off like right now. Is this kind of race for people's dreams? <laughs> I don't know, I think it's, be it's better, That's, you keep quiet. How, how you guys feel about Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. I know Carmen's for real, cause those Spanish, just to make sure that people don't think she's Latino, her family's voting hard Trump. <laughs> my family is voting Trump, but I'm not. But I, told you, I told you that family voting Trump, I can tell. Everybody in my family. My mother's, who, my mother's an immigrant. Why would she vote for Trump? Uh, your so mother, is my mom. And, but and a lot of immigrant of uh, people who voted for Trump. Because as soon as you are immigrant over here, you go like this: close the door behind me. I don't want them following me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they want the wall more than anybody. 
My mother uh, emigrated from Ireland and she, God rest her soul, was very confused and a bit of a Trump supporter. And I think that what uh, Sherrod is saying is correct. You know, there's something to, um, once somebody becomes a naturalized citizen, yeah. uh, they, they kind of embody uh, some of the worst of us. Yes. <laughs> Greg Giraldo. Greg Giraldo used to have a great joke. His, I was... his father used to say to him, uh, you know what the problem with this country is? Too much immigration. Yeah. <laughs> like that accent he would say to me, the audacity. <laughs> and he used to do a joke after that, a tag about how they're coming to steal all our jobs and oh, yeah. the weatherman in L.A. Yeah. He was brilliant. I miss him. He I was the cool so motherfucker much. beyond the stage. Yeah, he was a sweet old He was my family, man. I love him to death. He was one of the funniest guys, smartest guys. Yeah. Big heart. There's a huge heart. Like, Greg was just a great dude. You know, there are very few people who treat you well regardless of your stature in this business. Yeah. And he was always like your cousin. He didn't give yeah. a shit if you were uh, doing well or if it helped him. He treated people well because that's who he was yeah he he was a, a great comic and a better man i miss him yeah i still hang with his boys uh all three of them i still do a show oh, really? here for their school in new york uh what, what carmen what just happened <laughs> did you fall off I'm trying to find the internet you guys keep Time to be named Karen, Maybe it's huh? you guys, and it's not me and Joey. <laughs> wait a minute. Is it me? Yes. Wow. No, right now. Wait, wait, wait. Everybody, everybody quiet. Shut up. Testing one, two, one, two. Fine. Karen, <laughs> you go. Okay, testing one, two, one, two. <gasps> it's fine. <gasps> there we go. It's fine. Micro microphone check one, two. What is this? <laughs> Sound check. Why? <laughs> I think Joey's hard monitor was interfering with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in very good health. Once I tell people that, they like flip a switch in their head. This guy's dying. <laughs> no, I know you'll outlive all of us, nigga. I, I know better. <laughs> yeah, God loves crazy people. I'll be 200 years old when this is over. 200. Speaking of crazy people, uh, so your whole family's Trump too, huh, Joey? No, all the people who would have voted for Trump have passed away of old age, God rest their souls. Oh. Everybody in my family tends to be pretty progressive. I just, I have a hard time talking about this at all because there's a, a great deal of time wasted in talking to people who are brainwashed. Yeah. And I, I just don't have it in me anymore. You're you know, I, I, I've reverted back to something you don't hear in this country very much, which is, I don't agree with you, but I support your right to say it. Yeah. No one says that anymore. Yeah, that's, yeah. They've it's lost, yeah, they've lost uh, sight of what it is to be American. Yeah. The people who are accusing you of being un-American are uh, patently un-American in their, in their tactics and yeah. in what they expect from other people. Yeah, everybody got a right to believe what they want to believe and, to, and vote who they want to vote for. It's like just because somebody said they, uh, they want to vote for Trump, don't make them your enemy. <laughs> well... Uh, no, it doesn't. And I, I found that if I ask people, and there's something about me, like racists oh, think I'm with them. I think it's the accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I get to ask questions that they wouldn't honestly answer. <laughs> you got the accent that, uh, it sounds like you'll chase uh, some kids out of your neighborhood, some black kids out of your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> you got a real Bronx tail type of... <laughs> Yeah, and at some point it's become my own. I don't even sound like the people who come from where I come from 100% either. <laughs> I sound weird there too. That's but fucking hilarious. White people tell me that they want to keep more of their money. That's why they voted for Trump. Other than that, it tends to be people 
who have issues with race that either they're unaware of or on or dishonest about. Right. Really yeah. Issues with race that they're unaware of, though. Like they know, people know. Well, latent racism you know, is just like latent homosexual. Wait, wait, what? People don't know because they're brainwashed. You know. Allow me to make this point. Latent racism is just like latent homosexuality. It's the truth about you, but you actively work at not being uh, self-realized not understanding yourself, not being self-aware. Sure, but there is an element of self-awareness that comes with the effort to not be self-aware. Like the, you know, like the gay congressmen or whatever who are passing homophobic laws or anti-trans laws or whatever are making that effort in response to hating being gay. I know, I know, I know. The audio, you guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just hold up signs that you, what do you want to say? Hold up a few sign it? Can I just do it in like um in uh, uh uh index cards like they used to do on Instagram? Yes. Like yes. people who have cancer. <laughs> oh my god. Well, what do you think about what she said though? Did you get any of that, Joey? I did. Yeah. Um, I find that most people passing legislation are doing so at the behest of either populist ideas or uh, their corporate masters. Yeah. I think that's, if, if you want to tell me about their self-awareness. It, they're not really working for themselves. But why are those people are scared to be self-aware? So becoming self-aware is is uh, it's work. That's right. It's yeah. not and only work; it's uncomfortable. They don't want to do the work. Yeah, right. they want to do the work. Just but like when you're in math class, your teachers say, "Don't show me the answer. Show me how you got there." Right. Right. Well, uh, I think that people who um, are self-aware and are doing that work are doing it because they want to improve. And a great yeah. deal of racism is fighting change. Yeah. Clinging to a perceived idea of a time where things were better and you had control that never really existed. Yeah, make America great again. <laughs> Precisely right. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? Go ahead. No, I was saying people are afraid to change if their family won't change, you know? So if, if your parents believe a certain thing, people just are like, they're afraid to contradict that. But you see a lot of people just standing up to, a lot of times you don't, you see what your parents believe and you go like this, ah, God damn it, I gotta not let people know that. Look, I had one, I'm sorry to interrupt. I had one parent that's racist, that was racist. I don't know if people I had two. <laughs> okay, but you know, you can't trust crackers. They weren't wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had one parent who was racist and one parent who was enlightened, right? right? And what happened was I went out in the street and I lived a life and I met people. And it was my experiences that won out. And you'll right. find that a great deal of racists have never lived in a city, have yeah. never known anybody black, haven't known yep. a Jew. Yep. I, know, I don't know cultures, I know people. And those yep. people introduced me to their cultures. Yes. Exactly. I think the, the one, whenever somebody say, Hi, what can I do to make a, a difference or make a change? I say the easiest thing to do is invite somebody who don't look like you to dinner at your house. Let them sit yeah. at your table and let your kids see you interact with other humans that don't look like you. So it's not so weird when they come across these people in actual life. Right. It's not an outsider. It's all just human beings. So everybody can invite somebody to their dinner table where you eat, not out to dinner, at your table, in your house. Leave not your during this COVID shit. Not, I mean, not with the COVID, but after the I'm COVID. I'm being a dick. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry, Carmen. After you. No, I was saying leave your small town because everybody probably thinks the same way. You know, yeah. you know, like move into a big city. Move somewhere where there's a lot of diversity and raise your children there. Yeah, we all right now in our small little shells of our community. And you want to see how racist your life is? Look at how fucking separated your shell is. Well, now I think that we've compounded that problem by COVID-19. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. People fleeing the cities now will rival or exceed the white flight of the 1960s. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Apartments are going to be much more reasonable very soon. This is going to place on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> Yo, we can move to Soho in three weeks. <laughs> but I'm, I think what I'm saying here is that all these people who might have gotten the on-the-ground experience of living with people and realizing they're just people, yeah. Yeah. right? 
are now not going to pass that on to the next generation yeah. because of health concerns. And an insular life, whether you're Muslim or whether you're white or whether you're black, is the enemy of, uh, you know, of getting to know other cultures and understanding they're just people. But what could also happen, the people who moved back could have been here for a while, could have been here for four, six, eight years, and That's take an that knowledge back to where they came from. Like, we've been wrong about this. That's an interesting point I hadn't considered. And I think that it bears saying, right? Millennials and people younger, I find them fucking annoying. But they too. are so on the right. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I always tell the truth. It's been a big problem. Oh, we come to the right place, Doug. Except for Karen, she's nice. Pardon? I said except for Karen. I mean, yes. to be fair, except for Karen. <laughs> it could include Karen. Especially Karen. <laughs> Karen's audio. <laughs> well, I'm about, I'm about to compliment your generation, which yeah. is so well, much more so than, so much more so than my generation or the people older than me, you guys are on the right side of history. We try. With 80% of what's going on, but the other 20% is the left eating itself. Where it, you're so fucking open-minded that you're swallowing up things that aren't even mildly offensive. Or yeah. not to me, I should say. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's some things, you know, but some things are more important than some of these superficial fucking changes. Who cares about that? Absolutely. We need some the real of, systematic change, and we need that shit now. I agree. And the cost of change you know, and, and growth is always being pushed out of your comfort zone or pain. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be uncomfortable for everybody, though, for all of us. But right, it's that's a human truth. Yeah. That's a human truth. It's worth a uh, little bit of uncomfort for a fucking life, a fucking generations of lives that don't have to deal with the shit we have to deal with. I agree wholeheartedly, and I feel like, uh, as an American, I have been offered a product that doesn't exist. I've been lied to my whole life. Yeah. Touche. Ditto. I mean, they try to act like the system's broke. The system ain't broke. The system is built against Black people. It is working perfectly. Let yeah. me tell you the root cause of all problems, in my estimation. It is private money and public elections. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I've said we need to get all money, all private money out of elections, man. It's like, it's the grossest shit. Everybody should well, have the same amount to fucking run. If you get a certain amount of votes, you get the same amount to run. It's like, we got to figure that out and try to, because I don't think we ever will because it's always going to be that fucking. And that, the electoral college has to go. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, there was actually a Supreme Court ruling on that recently. Yeah, what those white people uh, come up with? <laughs> <laughs> well, eight white people and a Puerto and Rican black gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, the ruling basically stated that you couldn't go against the popular vote, which would have changed right. the last election. Right. Yeah, it would have changed many elections. That's correct. George W. Bush doesn't get in. The second time, if I'm not mistaken, and I may be. It might have been, uh, I think, uh, I think Kennedy was affected by that too. Like it pushed a Democrat over the top uh, before as well. <clears throat> there, so, is a demo, there is a, a computer algorithm that was made by a guy who's uh, been right in 25 of the last 27 elections. Nerd. That, that, <laughs> what's that? Yeah. Nerd is right. <laughs> Fucking politic geek. What do what you think? <laughs> he just predicted a 90% chance that Trump wins again, which before the second election of Bush, I would have said, that's fucking nuts. That won't happen. Right. But there was only one instance in, or two instances in which it was wrong, and one of them was Kennedy. And I think the second was the re-election of George W. Bush. Oh, I thought you were going to say R. Kelly's uh, indictment. <laughs> no, that shit seems to be on the level. <laughs> So, 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 what, so he is, it is possible that he has it wrong. I knew before that Trump was gonna win that first one. Is that I mic? never thought he was gonna win. Is that my mic doing? I that? didn't either, but I think that never. that is- And now I'm like, he's gonna win again. I feel like, like he may win again, and I'll tell you why I didn't think he would win in the first place. And this is something that I don't know if white people talk about. I thought things were better than they were. I did not think that racism was as bad person to person. I always knew that the yeah. police and black people, that that was real and that was a problem because I grew up in the streets in Brooklyn. I saw it firsthand. 
But there is an element of they're not fucking with me. Yeah. And I, I, that's just the fucking truth. I don't yeah. know who else wants to say it, but yeah. I will. They right. weren't fucking with me, so it wasn't a problem for me. Right. And now, as time has gone on, if you Google my name, you will see it has become a problem for me. <laughs> well, what happened? Ah, I've been in I've had scrapes with the law. <laughs> but uh, I don't regret them, and I don't apologize for them. But let's get back to my point, which was more important. White people didn't have a problem, therefore it wasn't a problem. And as yeah. time has gone on, and younger people have... Uh, been more open-minded and had a better relation with different races. Yeah. They had the empathy I didn't. Yeah. Well, but well, some white people looked at police violence like they looked at sickle cell anemia. <laughs> I'm not afraid of <laughs> That is true. And it's people who are afraid of black people. I'm not afraid of black people. Yeah, you shouldn't be. No, That's they're crazy. people. That's the point of living a life. Yeah. You get the experience to overcome the dumb shit they tell you. But see, you have the benefit of being around other ethnicities. I was going to say, that makes a huge difference. Yes, absolutely. I agree. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to apologize for the sum of who I am. And I think that also, in a way, I tend to be more honest than people in my position. Yeah. Um, like, you won't get another motherfucker to tell you it wasn't a problem because they weren't fucking with me. Right. Nobody comes to yeah. yeah, they won't say that. That's wasn't right. But that's like a natural thing for people to, to to think, and you know, there's a natural way to think, and you got to actually say to yourself, "Oh no, I got to look out for these motherfuckers." You got to make a well, decision, like we all in this together. You gotta right, absolutely. Yeah, you got to make a conscious decision for that. Yeah. If you lead a, lead a three-dimensional adult life in a city, you cannot come away with a conclusion other than we are all connected and we are all important. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's one of the underlying messages of COVID that's lost on the public. But how do you get the rest of America to think that way? Well, I think that it's happening and I'll tell you why and how it's happening. There that's are uncomfortable <laughs> conversations happening in homes all across America. Yeah. Um, I will tell you my one racist parent <clears throat> towards the end of their life uh, became much more open, much more accepting and much more spiritual. Yeah. And that has to do with living life, right? Yeah. That has to do with you're given a, 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 an operating system from the people around you, right? But then everything else you come in contact with is a virus that can uh, affect that. Right. And you can spend your whole life fighting off the viruses, or you can understand them. And uh, back to my earlier point, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's happening in white homes now because it's on the television. I'll tell you right now, all white people are going, it's being rammed down my throat. Why do I have to see black people all the time? And the younger people in the house are saying, because the police are fucking killing them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but then there's Fox News, so they don't have to see anything they don't want to see. So then That's you have people with Fox News, people with CNN, and then America stays like this. Well, that's true, right? And Fox News is a snake charmer. That's what it is. It's a siren song that's not true that uh, hypnotizes you from real life. But you know what? Uh, Let's not pretend that the news in general, like Fox News has an egregiousness that people on the left really dislike and understandably so, but the news is all like Fox News. Like the liberal news is like that too. They exist to sell They're out. Liars. They're not in the business of bringing you the truth. They're, bringing, they're in the business of having you watch the news. They're all like that. You just don't like Fox News because you want to be with them. And I totally get that. But I don't like CNN either. I think they're all liars. They're all liars. It's no truth news. Like there's but the thing that. is, it's like a lot of it is fucking skewed and fucking, it comes from a, it's a opinion. There's a lot of opinion. It's not news, it's opinions. And then a lot of it is just, you know, you don't know what the fucking, that's why you gotta really, if you wanna get, if you wanna get good news, that's my mic. <laughs> if you wanna get good news, what? Continue. You wanna get good news, you wanna, oh, I know what's going on. Oh my God. It was Gerard this whole time. If you wanna get good news, you need to uh, look for it like you want good music. You really gotta I dig for it. You gotta <laughs> dig, it's out there. It is, people are like this, today's music sucks. No, it don't. It's great music out today, but you gotta dig for it. Just like it's great news out today, but you gotta fucking give a fuck and you gotta dig for it. 
That's true. And I, I agree with your earlier point, both, both Carmen and, and Karen, but uh, that the news is a product and they're selling it. And the answer to where is the good news, it doesn't exist because that's not what we buy. No, and the answer to where the good journalists are, there's almost none. <laughs> I don't no, believe that. I do not believe that. Hold on okay. a second. I, who are they? I'll tell you why. Because it's like Trump, journalists. Daily whoa, news. Whoa, whoa. Here's your answer. It's like comedy. They're not buying the people who are telling the truth right now. Yeah. They're buying people can be controlled and co-opted and will give them the product they want. Yeah. yeah. It's the reason Rick Shapiro is in a tattoo on fucking 16-year-olds. <laughs> Wait, Rick Shapiro? Yeah, yes. If you, if you, I'm only using him. Let's use, um, what's his name? Uh, fucking, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. I, oh, God. His name like is your heart, good. Johnny. Slow it down. Let's breathe. Your heart. Now the, heart now the brain's heart. going. It's all this bag of shit's coming apart. My, my point, my point in mentioning Rick Shapiro is, if you're fearless and you tell the truth all the time, they can't sell that. They need somebody who can be controlled, right? And what happens right. is, what happens with material? But Joey, people, Joey, why can't they sell that? Why? It's demand and supply because there's no demand for that. If people wanted that, they would get it. But that's not what we want. Can they not sell it or do they whoa, feel whoa, like whoa. they can't? That's not necessarily true. I disagree with that. And I'll tell you, you why. Know, they, they okay. try, Joey, they try to have these like positive stories on the news. Yes. Like, let's not talk about what's fucked up. Let's talk about good stuff. And nobody watches it. That's it. true. <laughs> yeah. It's in our DNA, Karen. It's the reason we slow down in car crashes. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. part of who we are as a species. And I think that- But it's not exclusive from knowing the truth, right? So we can love a car crash and get the right facts about the car crash. That's your what mic. Okay, but let's say that car- But let's say that car crash was going to determine who controls the budget for the federal government for the next eight years. Well, suddenly you might start hearing different things about that car crash. Yeah. People have a financial, vested interest in brainwashing the public on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. But the public has a choice. And you know, I've heard this kind of argument before. I've heard this argument about like social media. I've heard this argument that like, oh, we have no choice but to mindlessly scroll through Instagram because the brightest minds in the world are trying to capture our attention and we don't have free will. Like, I don't buy it. I think that we have a choice. If we actually gave a shit, I include myself, we could actually audit the information that we get through the television and figure out what's right and what's wrong for ourselves. We don't really care. And you're right, maybe we're incentivized to do it, but we also don't give two shits. I always recommend no, a no, documentary no, no. that I, I watch, uh, uh, Slay the Dragon on Netflix. It's a great documentary and it showed how this one girl from Michigan fucking uh, stopped gerrymandering in her fucking interstate. It's like they I got together and it's a great, great documentary. Slay the Dragon, I recommend it. Slay the dragon. Slave dragon. Slay the dragon. Slay it. Slay it. Slay it. <laughs> you know what I also hate is 24-hour news because I feel like now that there's yeah. news all the time, it's, it's a all monster. like you gotta feed that monster. monster. Right? You gotta yeah. feed the monster every fucking minute, every hour. It never stops. Well, the irony is like there is 24 hours worth of news. Like we live in this big world and there's like but televisable news, 24 hours? No, it ain't. We're watchable news. To give us 24 hours worth of news. No, they never do. It's like an hour's worth of news 24 times. Oh, yeah, loop on loop. Is everything, everything? I'd like, I'm sorry. I'd like to make a point about what Karen said earlier. Okay. The, the, you're right. It's not a product that sells in this country. In fact, there was a website called Be Good News mm. that was going to be this huge thing that people want good news. And uh, it went out of business. Nobody looked. I also <laughs> good Jews. I'm sorry. I <laughs> hey, Mr. Cannon, you might have finished my Oh, Nick Cannon really stepped in it, didn't he? Oh, hey, Yo, you see that? All right, I'm willing to abandon my point for this. You see that picture of Nick Cannon they're using today? Oh yes. Uh, with, what do you look like, my auntie? Yes, with his <laughs> eyes are all fucked up. I don't know what he's getting. I, he looks like perhaps and. I have a very informed view on this subject. He may be indulging in substances. Wait, show like, the photo. Do you have it? Can anyone pull it up? 
Oh, uh, well, uh, can we pull it up, Karen? Do you see yeah, it? Yeah, wait, with wait, the wait, turban wait, on his head? Wait. Yes. It's like the syrup bottle's new option for Aunt Jemima. Uh. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, he's not. But Nick, you know, he's trying. But he had Professor Griff on the show, which I would love to have on Race Wars. But you got to know Professor Griff has a history of saying anti-Semitic stuff from the 90s. He was That's correct. He was removed enemy. in 1989 from Public Enemy for saying uh, there was a reason Jew was the first half of jewelry. Yeah. And then yeah. he, he doubled down on a lot of other shit after that. Yeah. What? When you are removed from Public Enemy yeah. for anti-Semitism, for saying evocative things. Yeah. Also, I think Chuck D had to distance himself from him. Yeah, well, you know, again, it's a business decision. Who do you think fucking made records in 1989? Yeah. And, uh, and what about the Beastie Boys? I mean, come on. What about them? They're Jewish. Yes. Yeah, so we love them, don't we? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> hold on. That's kind of like, I can't be racist. I got a black girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, That's why I tell people all the time, I can't be racist because I got a black girlfriend. And they said, that's not how it works. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what things work. <laughs> also, if everything that just happened in America didn't get Chuck D and Flavor Flav back together, nothing will. I feel like this was their they moment. No, they perform it. No, they perform. Chuck and the Flavor still perform. But I don't think, I think Griff, I think Chuck don't have beef for Griff. I think Griff, they had distance for a minute, but I think they came back together and did tours together still. Yes, uh, that's right. The, the shit died down, they went back to work. But right. Flavor Flav was, was kicked out of public enemy over a Bernie Sanders rally about two or three weeks before COVID. That's why you don't know. Oh, wait, what happened? Chuck D and I think Griff and the S1W were supporting Bernie and they were doing a political rally and, you know, Flavor bucked. And they just weren't having it. And from what I understand, they were estranged as friends for a long time and just got together to earn money. And well, because Flavor started. didn't want to support Ber Bernie? Flavor's fucking nuts. I don't know if you know that, but he has- I know, but calling Flavor out for like not supporting Bernie is like calling, you know, <laughs> playing basketball from, with a slow can and calling no. for a double dribble. From what I understand from having read, his, his position was they shouldn't be supporting any candidate. All right, I can feel, I feel that. Why would they get mad at him over that? I, well, I think that the answer is Chuck D is and always has been a very socially conscious artist right. who has put uh, social change for the benefit of black and oppressed people at the forefront of his work, right? right? Now you have somebody in the public spotlight who um, is espousing all these things, who's part of the establishment, but really not, right? He's swimming against the tide of all the things that would, um, contribute to systematic racism. So right. I understand why Chuck D said, this is the guy to bet on. And I understand why Flavor said, why the fuck would I bet on any of these motherfuckers? Where were right. they when so, we were Yeah, I don't understand why he would uh, then dis like they have the uh, distance themselves from each other for that. Cause it's uh, come on, bro. everybody should have their own opinions. You Homie, you've been on tour with people, right? For two, three months. And at the end you're like, I just can't work with that motherfucker again. Yeah, but there we go. There he is. It's this 30 Nick, years of that. This is the Nick Cannon. It's a Nick Cannon picture right here, the Wild and Out from Wild and Out, but he got the turban on. Is this the, but is this what you mean? Because then he looks like completely cracked out and not good. Well, I, this is not the, the picture show, I was thinking cool dude. of. I love Nick. Nick Cannon's a good dude, man. I like him a lot. We'd love to have him on the show to talk about this, but I mean, he's got a lot of back, a lot of backlash over that. He already lost, uh, he lost a contract with, uh, what, CBS? Yeah, and I think he lost, uh, Viacom fired him Viacom, well. CBS, yeah. yeah. Well, Viacom owns MTV. And yeah, I'm MTV wondering, does this mean the end of Wilding Out? Yeah. They yeah. haven't yeah. really been clear on that. Yeah, also, Wilding Out is going to be done because it's Nick Cannon's Wilding Out. <laughs> Just kidding. What? I didn't catch it. Sorry. What did he say? I, Nick, can we talk about gossip that I know about? Yeah. You don't know about Nick Cannon and all that stuff? It's I mean, I saw that, but I don't know Flavor Flav and all that shit. <laughs> you sound like your parents. <laughs> and they part like this. You don't know Flavor. How you don't know Flavor of Love? You don't know Flavor of Love, the TV show? Flavor, I know his show, but I don't know what he did with Mikey Deal. <laughs> you bitch. You should know a public enemy. God damn it. I know who they are, but I don't know what they, their friendship, you know? 
They have great so songs. If you watch a Spike Lee movie, Do the Right Thing, you know, they got the Little Lee song in that. Well, well, I think that what you need to know about them is they said shit other people wouldn't long before other people. Like, yeah, fuck scared Johnny to Wayne. say. You know, uh, it was them and X-Clan. Fight they, the Power is one of their big songs. Fight the Power. Yeah. Correct, yeah. They have some of the most uh, socially conscious uh, hip hop uh, of that decade, easily. It's like, who was more socially conscious than uh, the public enemy? Maybe fucking uh, X-Clan? X-Clan, that's right. Brother Jay, yeah. to the east, my brother to the east. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's and even more. I'm sorry, ladies. That's that's more left field. <laughs> With What's the happening? What happened with Chrissy Teigen? Why did she delete all those tweets? Oh, what happened with Teigen? That, so Chrissy Teigen was like cleaning up her Twitter or whatever. Because, you know, people will come after everybody. I, I don't think that's wrong. And she tweets constantly. Like She has like hundreds of thousands of tweets. So she deleted like a few tens of thousands of tweets of hers. So she wouldn't have to deal with it. And then Chrissy Mayer... Our Chrissy Mayer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, tweeted at her and was like, or tagged on the tweet or whatever, whatever, and was like, why is Chrissy deleting 28,000 tweets? Why is Chrissy Teigen's name on Jeffrey Epstein's flight log? What's going on? Conspiracy or coincidence? And Chrissy tweeted at her, like tweeted her publicly. Now it's like in the news, and it's like, I'm so fucking sick of these idiots. I didn't delete 20,000 tweets. I deleted 60,000 tweets because I can't fucking stand you guys looking through my shit thinking that you're some kind of operative on uncovering some tweet I made about toddlers and tiaras seven years ago. Um, and so now it's like a beef between Chrissy and Chrissy and it's in the news. I'm like actually a little shook about it. Yo, I'll Chrissy tell you straight up. Chrissy Mayer. Chrissy Teigen and Chrissy Mayer, yes. Who's been on the show, Chrissy Mayer? Chrissy Mayer, our Chrissy Mayer, yeah. That's hilarious. I don't know Chrissy Mayer, but I have a, I have a fucking problem with comedians calling everybody out for saying dumb Me too. shit. I, I have a real fucking problem with Me that. Too. I think that people who do that, who are looking to, to um, make people pay for saying evocative things, don't understand what they're involved in. Don't understand the First Amendment. And uh, you know, I'm fucking over comedy and comedians. I really am. <laughs> when did it and, and part of it is I'm an old white man. And the problem with me is when I got involved in this, I went into the Boston Comedy Club where people were smoking and saying fucked up things that were emotionally evocative purposely. Yeah. Hey, I only said it because I ain't seen you standing there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it was an art form to make people feel something, right? Yeah. And then show them a greater truth. Yeah. But now with all these trigger words and everybody has a platform to try and take somebody down the peg, I'm just over this dumb bullshit. Yeah, you know what dumb. I mean? We've who created is who, is, um, who has time to monitor how many tweets you delete? Like, it's business. Thing? Like, what the fuck? Stop monitoring. Yeah, how does that even show up on you? Like, how do, you, how do they know? Like, if I delete a tweet, People see that I've deleted it, so they see 80,000 deletes? Well, they I think the numbers be an app. They just see the number an app. That just sounds like too much. Uh, Let's well, face something. I never heard Chrissy Mayer's name before this. Cool. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean she's not accomplished. It doesn't mean she's not good. It just means I was unaware of her. Okay? But now I am. And why? Because she took somebody who had fame to pass over something. So it's part of the business now. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, but it is. My own, yeah, and, what is John Legend gonna do this week? I know he's worried. You know. Nobody I John Legend that, joke? Chris, yeah, right. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm off in my head, I'm pissed off. <laughs> what, what you guys getting pissed off, Joe? What's grinding your gears, Joey? Well, I feel like we've created a culture where we expect nothing from our elected leaders and everything from people who entertain us. We've created a yep. situation where people who are in an experimental art form can't experiment for fear of losing their livelihood. Yeah, and that's so scary. What kind of bullshit is this? I got into it to say fucked up things. We, yeah. we, right. we took it even worse, right? We're now, we turn, we made our elected officials, we made our entertainers our elected officials. I mean, Kanye is running for president. We just totally took Well, Reagan was president. 
Reagan was president. That's a matter of Reagan opinion. Reagan was president. He was uh, entertainment to the max. He was a Hollywood star. Yeah, if well, you, if you, I would argue that reality TV is not the same as a Hollywood star, um, and that there's like a, it introduces a like low, it introduces a low brow element into politics that, by the way, already exists in politics. But the whole point is that because politics is dirty, you're not supposed to be openly dirty. That's too much. It's well, well, you underestimate. Are you underestimating Kanye's role, bit role, in state property? <laughs> He's a Hollywood star. <laughs> I'm not talking about Kanye. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yo, I'm sorry I missed the John Legend shit, but you're tickling, tickling me with a Beanie Siegel vehicle, huh? Thank you. you. Thank you, JoJo. You get it. <laughs> I do. I do. So are we doomed if Trump gets in? Are we all doomed? What's going on? Are you going to pick all the news uh, Supreme Court people? You know, I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, guys, she's got an infection. She's going to. Yeah. So, yeah. Her days are limited, huh? Yeah. Her days are limited. It's just the way the world is working right now. She's one of the hinges on sanity in this country. Doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, don't like she's going to be around for long. So, you think Biden? I think Biden has a chance to win this. I think he has a better chance to win than Hillary had. Much better. I agree. I think that people aren't honest about the fact that they are afraid of a woman president more so than a black president. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, because you know what? Even black men are afraid of a woman president. (laughs) 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 I thought. (laughs) You're just afraid of women. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, there. In misogyny, you find the same brotherhood you find in racism, right? Yeah. We're better than them. We're okay. a little smarter than them. Yeah, I'm uh, you know, if, if you want to apply it to Nick Cabbage, uh, Nick Cannon, if you are a little lighter, then you're a savage and you're a little less. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it's so bothersome to me who the people doing dumb shit are. Yeah. And the reactions. Like, Nick Cannon said some dumb shit. He's out of a job, he's lost everything. I don't think that people who say some dumb shit should lose everything. Unless he didn't lose everything. He's still a millionaire, he's still Mariah's ex. Mariah's worth about 500 million, they share two kids. He ain't broke, but it's fucked up that he losing his job, his love, like, he can't work because of it. Right, look, if you take a man and take away his job, his purpose, it doesn't matter if he has money, that will erode his soul. But what about uh, Sterling from uh, the Clippers? <laughs> they took away his goddamn team. <laughs> and they his, took uh, away an and his horse. Yeah, but he was 80. But trust me, by the time you're 80, if you're an old white man, very little is getting in. Yeah. <laughs> he you may not have known. You know who came real close to getting snipped as a white man? Uh, what's my boy name from the Saints, quarterback? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. He Drew said Brees dumb shit had to too. sit him down like, we got to talk to you personally because you're going to blow the playoffs for us, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit about football. I don't give a fuck about sports. It's another right. way I'm atypical. But I think that it stands to point, I think it's important to point out that we will forgive a motherfucker who will throw touchdowns. Well, okay? oh, but he had to also repent and come to the, the bright side. Because he, yeah, he sat down with players, and he, he they explained to him exactly. They had to break it down for him. Because even after he apologized, he was still saying that Well, how about Deshaun Jackson? Who? Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson? Jackson? What did he, he do? He is the football player who made all these anti-Semitic remarks. I, oh, only oh, know, yeah, yeah. I only know about it because I enjoy to listen to talk radio, and sometimes I listen to sports. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of people got mad at him, but his Jewish agent didn't leave. <laughs> Nobody? Well, no, there's a financial incentive. I'm sure that there is somebody who works for him who is Jewish who goes home and says, this is no good, motherfucker. And then picks up the phone and goes, hey, it's posing. You taking pictures, Karen? Stop posing. Who's posing? Ah, Who's like that? Oh, my God. Haters are going to hate so hard. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sean Jackson, yeah, is he still in the league? Yeah, and he issued this fucking complete non-apology, which I found really interesting. And I also want to go back one step to Drew Brees, 
A lot of that shit that went on is a performance, right? Because nobody's looking for the truth and nobody's looking for justice in major corporations making tons of money. They are looking for the status quo. They don't want their shit fucked with. Yeah. So Drew Brees' coming to Jesus moment was as produced as the fucking halftime at the Super Bowl. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Because he was still sticking to it until, like, some close players to him who are black had to go and they had a weekend of fucking <laughs> information. Because they, they broke it down for him. Because he was still saying it's disrespect to the flag to nail. It's like, motherfucker, you on, you still that wrong? Well, look, that's part of the play here, right? No matter what you come up with, I come up with the reason it's not right. It's because of the flag we can nail. It's because of the flag. Yes. Uh, you know what I take exception to? The fact that the police have changed the flag and put a blue line through it. Every time I see a police officer wearing a flag that is not red, white, and blue, I think to myself, where do these motherfuckers get off bitching about somebody kneeling during the fucking anthem? Yeah. How dare you change the American flag? Yeah. Who do you think you are, that you're so integral, you're such a an important part of America that you got the right to change what nobody else should protest? <laughs> it's, um, it's some ass backwards shit. Yeah, I'm gonna shut up. I haven't let the ladies speak. I feel like a dick. Well, well you know, I don't know, know what happened <laughs> for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I know. I've, we should have had our own conversation, Karen. <laughs> and kneeling is your right. So what do you, what do you think is America's bottom? <laughs> What do you think is the bottom? What is like getting drunk, falling on your face, and going to AA for America? Like, you know what, though? I think we haven't even gotten to bottom because people are still getting their big fat unemployment checks. And when that runs Some out, people. and the economy is still not stimulated, and there's still no jobs, and Ivanka Trump is like, do a better job at another job, or whatever her new campaign uh, is. Uh, something new. Um, make, make some beans at home. Or, like, How about vote for a new president? Um, that's gonna, then we're gonna start seeing real shit. Like, all of this other stuff is like, like, thousands of I people I don't know People lost their jobs. We haven't even seen it. Wait till, like, September. The effects of it. Wait till we, all these strikes come, because all these frontline workers, like nurses, don't get paid what they should get paid, and they're not gonna automatically give it to them after we go back, back to normal, so they're gonna have to strike, 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 strike. Everybody from sanitation to nursing to everybody, everybody who had to work had to work. Amazon workers. It's gonna be strikes, or they're gonna get rewarded. And usually, the history shows us corporate America don't just give up money. No. Even when motherfuckers deserve it. France just gave their uh, health workers a $9 billion raise. But wait a minute. That will happen in America when they figure out how to steal $9 billion for themselves at the same time. Yep. And yep. I, you know, I think that uh, one of the answers to your question earlier is we're divorced from our actions and our consequences. Our entire life we've been told, you know, there's just a, a fucking shell game going on at all times. Like yeah. every time there's a school shooting, there's a lot of people who get involved in saying, well, people don't want to kill people, guns kill people. That is the stupidest fucking bullshit ever. Yeah. It's just not true, right? But that's the argument. And that is what America is. So the answer to what is our bottom, I don't know. Yeah. You know, everybody's out of work. 200,000 people are going to be dead by November. People have been shooting children in our schools. And I wonder how the fuck we have the balls to talk of ourselves as a, uh, a country with Christian values. Yeah, it's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. It is, and I don't usually talk like this. I keep a lid on all this shit because it's I bring exhausting. it out of you. I bring it out of you, Joey. I know how to get under there. I know how to get it out of you, goddammit. Well, our president <laughs> held a Bible for the first time and doesn't even know what's in it. So what I would bet that burned his hand. Yeah. <laughs> He's a mess, but you know, uh, he, he got the votes. So hopefully, uh, we'll see. We'll see how this plays out this fall, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how corona, corona affects where you can vote, how you can vote, and it's gonna be, all that shit is going to be real interesting. This mic stinks. Thanks. <laughs> I am so focused on the, the fact I have sweated through this shirt. It's driving me nuts. I'm just trying not to move so my pillows don't pop up in the middle of the universe. Joey, That's too late. It's happening. Worried about your organs. <laughs> Let's do some. Uh, what do we want to promote some stuff, Carmen? What, you got you got a new album or something coming out, right? I have a new album that just came out. It's called Vertically Obese, and it's available oh. everywhere. 
and a podcast called The Human Centipod that I do with my boyfriend. And everything's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Apple, all that stuff. And yeah, all my, I'm the podcast is together, stay together, huh? <laughs> yeah, I hope. <laughs> at Carmen Comedian is, is social media for everything. At Carmen Comedian. So congratulations on a new album, too, by the way. Can't wait to listen to it. Thank you. Yes. JoJo? Uh, I can be found on social media at Super, S-U-P-E-R, Joey Gay. And you can listen to my podcast on Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Uh, it's called Excuse Me Crazy. And uh, I think that's it, man. Yeah, what have I been on that show yet? God damn it. I would love to have you. Absolutely. Joey. Please be my guest. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. I'm really happy that you, uh, you got the time to come on. It's a fucking fun show. White Daughter? Uh, it's Karen. It's not Karen. You guys know that, right? Like, you guys yeah. know I would never. You got to say it now that it's uh, the Israeli Karen and it's, not Karen because Karen is just a, is the N-word for white bitches. It's, it means horrific cunt. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's Karen, K-E-R-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S on all the socials. Um, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. You can see my pink little face and everybody's faces, which are um, great. The audio could figure it out. Um, and my show, Nerdgasm on Compound Media, coming up again soon. So tweet me, M-M, and wait for it. Yes, catch all those episodes of Race Wars, patreon.com slash race wars. And make sure you also catch Small Ball. That's right, my sports comedy podcast with Embassy Row. I got some good episodes coming up with Dean Edwards and uh, Big J's one episode. And got Michael Davies, who created Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And the, the show Men and Blazers was a huge podcast that makes $9 million a fucking year. I can't wait to be there. <laughs> Cool. Small ball. It's available on Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah, guys. Great race wars, huh? How do you guys feel now? If only the world could get along like we get along, it'd I be know. a better place, huh? So much better. Uh, comedians, man. We make the world go around. Meditate. I love my Oh, oh, now. oh. I want to make one quick point for all of you because we talked about meditation very early on in this. Okay. Um, I have a hard time quieting my conscious mind as well. I find it very difficult to meditate. But I found something on YouTube called uh, Subliminal Relaxation, which is uh, just music. And then somebody is speaking, but I don't hear it. So I can't shit on it. My conscious mind, just like, if I start listening to a guided meditation, I start breaking on the guy doing it. Like, there's yeah. something wrong with me. And I found that the subliminal relaxation, very, very helpful in giving me both uh, peace of mind and physical rest. And I wanted to pass that along because as comedians, the band never stops. Yep. And this is helpful That's it. for me. Yep. You have to take care of your organs. You have to, or they will take care of you. <laughs> Shut up, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep way to end it. That was deep. Uh, thanks for doing the show, guys. Love you all. Thank you. Race Wars, baby! Bye. Bye. Bye.